As is mentioned already, what a delightful opportunity we've each been given today, the character of health that we each enjoy here, and the opportunity that's ours to assemble and to gather with the express purpose of adoring and honoring the God who loved us and gave His Son to be the sacrifice for our sins. John 3.16 still so powerfully reminds us, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. As I stand before the audience this morning, it is of course the case, and it is no surprise or shock at all, it is the last Sunday of the year 2012. It is that which prompted me to prepare a lesson that I've entitled Looking Forward, and here's some thoughts that in some cases might be a bit interesting. Perhaps you and I didn't realize it immediately, but we have been especially blessed this year because we had an extra Sunday to assemble to worship. Most normal years have 52 Sundays. This year has had 53. Today is the 53rd Sunday of this year, and that happens all oh, about once every five or six years. And so we've had an extra time this year to assemble, to worship, to gather, to meet, to encourage each other. I hope that we have used each one of those 53 Sundays wisely. I hope we have used them in such a way that it is in accordance to the prescriptions of the Word of God. It is that also which brings us to the thought of the lesson today. This has been a year of many changes. That is not any surprise to us. We know in our physical families there have been celebrations, graduations, occasions of rejoicing. There have been births. There also have been changes in jobs and changes of approaches and changes in other ways in life. There have also been losses. Loved ones that we have known and cherished have passed from us. There have been other changes, the loss of jobs and other things in life. It's also true in our Pippin family there have been changes. We appointed a new deacon earlier this year. We appreciate the character that came with a change in class structure. We appreciate other changes that we have made to our building this year. Many things could have been listed. It's also true in light of all of that that it's not at all inappropriate to devote a few moments this morning to thinking about a summary of the year 2012 and to look forward to 2013. I hope over the next few moments that you'll spend a moment and think with me as I try to summarize some of what has been accomplished by the Pippin congregation. This is not to say it's due to the work of any one person, but rather collectively as a whole, these are some of the things we together have done. As we think about some of them, I hope you'll be impressed with the opportunities and blessings God has given us, but by the same token, we'll use that to challenge us as the coming year is now before us. Here is what I'd wish for us to begin to look at our list. Because we've had that extra Sunday in the year 2012, we together have met 213 times for distinct Bible study and worship periods. 213 times we as the Pippin Church of Christ came together for the express purpose of studying the blessed Word of God, encouraging one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and of course magnifying and exalting the name of the God of heaven. That of course appreciates several passages, not the least of which is Acts 20 verse 7. When the brethren came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them until midnight. We notice in Hebrews 10.25, "...not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching." 
We look forward to all 213 of those times. As we did so, look at some of the other things that happened on those occasions. As we assembled those 213 times, we together sang over a thousand songs together. A thousand psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs were raised together in voice as we praised and adored with the fruit of our lips the blessed God of heaven. In Hebrews 13, verse 15, in fact, we read about the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto God, and that you and I did over a thousand times. As you think about singing a thousand songs, that may sound like a large number at this point, but notice as we spread that over 53 occurrences of weeks, how interesting and how blessed were those occasions. In Colossians 3, verse 16, the Bible simply says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. I might invite us to notice that as we sang those songs together, we taught each other and we admonished each other. And all the while, the Word of God was dwelling in our hearts as we sang spiritually oriented songs. That helps us see that if it be the will of God, we'll look forward to doing that again in 2013. Beyond that, you'll notice we prayed approximately 500 collective prayers together. As you think about all the prayers you uttered personally, Maybe each morning when you got up, maybe at night before you went to bed. Notice this alone was just the prayers we uttered together. No wonder Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. And no wonder we read in verses like James 5 verse 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We should have every assurance that when the blessed child of God lifts his prayer and his thought toward heaven that God will hear and answer that prayer, 1 Peter 3.12. And surely we can rest assured that as those prayers were offered, God was listening. You'll notice also on that list is this. We know that sometimes the issue of money can be a sensitive matter. And the issue of what we are permitted to earn and to give to God is certainly a matter of interest, and we each are personally going to stand before God and give answer for that. I simply wanted to share with you this. We as a congregation have contributed approximately $136,000 to the work of God in 2012. $136,000 Think of the work that has been able to accomplish here in this community at this place and think of what that has accomplished as we have devoted those funds around the world to various missionary efforts. You'll notice below that I've tried to help you see that that's larger than the contribution last year by about 13%. Let that be a reflection on each individual's personal realization of the teaching of 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2. Paul on that occasion said, Let each one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. That's simply a reflection of each individual person's desire to contribute what he or she has been prospered and to do so in a way that's cheerful, in a way that's without grudging, and certainly not of necessity. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6, 7, and 8. As you think about the nature of the growth in that contribution, I've listed for you some numbers from previous years. You'll notice that God has been very, very good to this congregation. 
in the midst of what arguably has been a financial tumultuous time in our country, our contribution has risen. That's a reflection on how each person feels God has blessed him or her. May we be blessed as well in this next year and may we continue to thank God for it and contribute to His cause. When you think about the way that that money has been used, I'll say more about that a bit later in the lesson this morning. Look with me at the next element if you would. During that period of time, those 213 assemblies, we've been blessed, if I may use that term, to listen to 158 sermons and Bible study lessons. 158 times someone, having made preparation, shared a lesson from the Word of God either in a sermon format or in a Bible study format. Surely we have learned much. Surely we've been able to grow greatly in our knowledge of the Scriptures and in our association to the truth of God. That is, in fact, a large number if one thinks of it that way. In fact, I would ask you to notice that I have even tallied the number of hours. That comes to about 62 hours of full-time appreciation of those things of God. If you think of it from that perspective, isn't it interesting? I teach college at Lipscomb University. And over the course of a given semester, a student will spend less time than that in one of my courses. So in a way, over the full year's time, you perhaps have enjoyed roughly three equivalent college-level courses. Interesting, isn't it? You'll notice that we've been blessed then to open the Word of God, and it is that Word that we read of in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. But thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. That Word of God with which we're blessed is described in verses like these. For the which cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you received the Word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth the Word of God which effectually also worketh in you that believe. It is the case then that as the Word of God has been shared, our interest has been that. You might notice in the prayer a moment ago as Brother Vestal led us, he prayed that the Word of God might be our guide and that we might do those things pleasing in His sight. Beyond that, you'll notice one final term on this one. Those Bible study classes, I actually separated them at least in that regard and noticed that roughly 55 hours from qualified and prepared teachers have been spent to teach our youngsters and to teach us in the auditorium classes and others as well. These opportunities should not go unappreciated. The Pippin Church has in fact involved itself in much this year. But there's more to come. You'll notice that eight individuals confessed error and came back to the Lord in the year 2012. They made an open confession before us of things in their life that was amiss and they beseeched us to pray on their behalf. And that was a noteworthy thing and we were thankful every occasion for those eight precious souls. You'll notice beyond that, we have sponsored as the Pippin Congregation several works in this community and elsewhere. First of all, these radio programs. We try to advertise them in the bulletin and other places such as in the announcements. But may I invite you to notice this summary. 
We sponsor two different radio programs. One of them takes place weekly. It's called The Lord's Word and airs on WLIV Radio, AM 920 out of Livingston, Tennessee. It does so each Tuesday morning. At least we sponsor it on Tuesday. So if you sum that up over the whole year, that's approximately 13 hours of Bible instruction broadcast over most of the counties in the Upper Cumberland. We also sponsor a program called A Challenge to Think that's aired once a month on the first Sunday of each month on WHUB AM 1400 out of Cookville, Tennessee. That one, of course, totals only about five hours since it just airs once a month. But we have had a part to play in broadcasting the precious Word of God to really almost all of the Upper Cumberland. May God continue to bless us with those opportunities. Our elders have seen fit to continue to sponsor those works even in the coming year in 2013. Beyond that, you'll notice that we have sponsored a number of missionary efforts, both in the States and abroad. I've listed those for you in rather quick fashion. Brother Ron Gilbert was with us this past Wednesday evening sharing with us his work in Africa and we have contributed much to his work in the year 2012. Work that's in Zambia, work that takes place in fact by way of internet really all over the globe. We have had a part to play in that. Furthermore, you'll notice the work of Curry Montague in the nation of Hungary over in Eastern Europe. Hungary, as you might well know, is a particular country in which the church has been rather limited and minimal. For many years after the Second World War, things were very difficult and dire in Hungary, and he has sought to help establish a church there. And though small it still is, nonetheless, it continues to do great things and to grow. Beyond that work, you'll notice that Robert Oliver in North Carolina, and we received a card from him just a few minutes ago, thanking us for our support, we here should be very thankful for the following thought. I know in my family and I in our travels, we find in many places around this country that it's difficult to find a church of our Lord. Sometimes entire states have but a handful of congregations. Yet here in Jackson County, Putnam County, Smith County, there are more of them than we can name. Over in North Carolina... I know when I was there, even as large a city as Raleigh, North Carolina was, there was fewer than five faithful congregations of the church. Fewer than five. In North Carolina, where Mr. Oliver's working, again, the congregation is small, but nonetheless it's there. May we pray that it shall grow, and may, again, our elders have seen fit to continue to sponsor that work in the coming year. Beyond that, you'll notice that work in India work in Georgia, work in other places as it continues onward. Some of that money that has been contributed has been then invested in these areas and in these works. I know that many other things in particular matter might be listed. I have broadly chosen to summarize it like this. Many times benevolence has been taken care of. Individuals have come, have expressed need, and our elders have seen fit to provide. I might ask us to thank God that He has allowed us the funds to do that. Families that are hungry, others who have dire medical needs, all have been met. Perhaps finally on that slide, 
Back in May of this year, we hosted a gospel meeting. Brother Carl Sims delivered a stirring series of lessons, and you might remember that the attendance was fantastic. Individuals from the community came in large numbers, and he preached to us about the urgency of reading the Bible, using the Scriptures as our guide. We participated in the Bible Bowl in September. We participated in a number of other activities through the year. The men attended a leadership workshop in Murfreesboro in August. All of that with a desire to grow spiritually and to be able to lead the congregation here in the way that she should go. Maybe one final thing on that slide. A few physical things changed at the building. In terms of the structure of our classes, we've added more classes for our youngsters. We improved the nursery earlier in the year, and a number of other changes like that also have taken place. For each and every individual that's contributed in any way to those works, the elders are thankful, and we as the church are thankful. And it is that that prompts me to the second part of the lesson this morning. It's one thing to look upon what we did this past year. It's another to expect for the coming year. What might we say about the year 2013? These thoughts I would use to close what we just said. Because quite often it is interesting to ask about the character of some of the details and the numbers. I know quite often there's an interest in our attendance. I have again tried to summarize those things and our attendance grew yet again in the year 2012 compared to 2011. We had seen significant growth in the years previous. But you might notice last year basically we inched up only slightly. The average attendance for this past year, as you can see, was 92.7 for the Sunday morning worship. That was up only slightly from 92.6 over the year 2011. But as you think about the character of that growth, you'll also appreciate that the Sunday morning Bible study attendance was 73.7, the Sunday night attendance was 65.4, and the Wednesday evening attendance 58.2. You can see as well as I the percentage increases that go with that Sunday morning attendance. But all the while, it at least asks us this. Have you and I been as faithful as we might have been on those Sunday night occasions, at the Sunday morning Bible study occasions? Have we been a part of that faithful increase in those attendances? Were there times that you could have been here but chose not to be? It is to be noted that God commands us to come together under that text we noted earlier. And these are times that not only do we magnify God, we have the opportunity to encourage one another, exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. When you think about the matter of that attendance, I would ask you to notice that several people have become those who have begun to attend with us. We're thankful that you're here. And we hope that our congregation will continue to be an encouragement to you just as you have been to us. And we look forward, if it be the will of God, that others may choose to come be with us in the coming year as well. We are thankful for each precious soul that's come our way. We also, of course, are thankful for those who are restored for other kinds of additions to the church family here at Pippin. As the story on the year 2012 rolls to its conclusion, one of the things that's included in the bulletin, Brother Jonathan made for us that Bible reading guide. In a way, something like that is a part of where the next slide will take us. 
the year 2013, it's often reminded to us that as some new endeavor sets before us, unless there's vision, unless there's planning, unless there's preparation, quite likely that will not have all the potential realized that it could. What do you individually wish 2013 to be like for you? What do you want 2013 to be like for your family? What do you hope it is for the Pippin Church of Christ? These are just some thoughts that I hope you will think with me carefully about. I would first hope that for us individually, for us each as our physical families, and for us as the Pippin Church, that 2 Peter 3.18 might be a powerful and strong Word of God. We read the following in that verse. As Peter closed that epistle, he simply wrote about the character of growth. Sanctify the Lord God. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Growth. That is a very natural part of what we appreciate in life. As a youngster is born and proceeds to grow under the natural character of that growth. We at this church, as you can see from the numbers a moment ago, have grown. What about in the next year? May we not rest on what accomplishments we enjoyed then, but may we continue to work and to do so with a lively character, appreciating that that is the will and the testimony of God. That growth perhaps challenges you to note the following. If we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that knowledge must come as one appreciates Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It is thus then this book and the wonderful teachings contained within it are in fact the very nature that will be the source of that growth. Spiritual growth. It is interesting to think of it, isn't it? I suppose we could ask it like this. In comparison to the way 2012 began, do you feel stronger in your spiritual life now than you did back in January? Do you feel more knowledgeable of the Bible now than you did back in January? Do you feel as if your faith is richer, more enthralled, more profoundly deep now than it was then? If not, whose fault might that be? Is it the fault of our elders? Is it the fault of some other individual, your boss or otherwise? Is it the fault of the preacher? I suppose ultimately the major consideration must rest with ourselves. For we each will stand before God and give account for our own selves as we read under the banner of Romans 14, 12. But may we encourage each other in the coming year and do so to read and study God's Word and allow that Word to change our lives for the better. You'll notice beyond that, we notice in 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3, there was a great, great compliment paid to the church in Thessalonica. It was said of them, your faith groweth exceedingly. Their faith didn't just grow by a minimal amount. It didn't just barely remain stagnant. Paul wrote by inspiration that it grew exceedingly. May that be a description at the end of 2013 for you, for me, for the Pippin congregation that our faith may grow exceedingly, that we will mature in those matters of most noble interest. Beyond all of that, what else might we say about the coming year? It seems that the Bible does remind us how important it is to properly consider what has passed. 
but never to simply rest on what those accomplishments were, but rather to use the thoroughness of God's blessings in that way to prompt us to have more confidence and more assurance and more faith in the future. I've listed just a few verses for your consideration. One of the things that I know the Pippin Church will demand in the coming year is a sole consideration on this book. We aren't interested in human opinion, human speculation, human fancy, for that won't save anybody. We are interested in being the pillar and ground of the truth. When Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.15, he said, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of God, the pillar and ground of the truth. The Pippin Church in this community is the pillar and ground of the truth. It's that simple. If anybody in this community has an interest in learning the truth, knowing truth, being appreciated with it, this is the place that they'll need to come. And so you and I as a bright beacon can shine forth that light of truth just as Jesus asserted in John 8 verse 12. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. May the Pippin Church be that light of this community as we are the pillar and ground of the truth. But furthermore, like Paul, we should expect to move forward in the coming year. Is that not what he wrote in Philippians 3, beginning in verse 13? In fact, using only verse 14, Paul wrote, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul remembered well what the past had been, but he used that to prompt him toward greater and better and more wonderful things for God's service. May we do the same. Finally, on that slide, you'll notice a host of promises that God shares forth in the Scriptures to those that look to Him in this way. Romans 8.28 simply says, I know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Are you and I the called according to His purpose? That if so, we should recognize the promise associated with that text. You'll notice finally, in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. That is a statement that's just as needful today as it ever was then. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. May you and I set forth on a Bible reading plan or other activities in life in which that will be the thing that is of greatest interest and importance to us. Finally, as we come near the close of our lesson this morning, Thinking about the coming year, these songs that Brother Jonathan has led us in have centered around the thought of hope, have centered around the thought of trust. In just a few days, the year 2013 will be before us if God allows things to continue to then. And in this coming year, we will look forward to 52 occasions to assemble on the first day of the week, and we will look forward to all the other activities day by day of doing that which is the command and bidding of God. It might be, though, right now that as you analyze your life, the very last thing on that slide is amiss. Love for God and love for the truth is the thing I'll use to close the lesson today. Is there a deep-seated love for the Lord in your life? Or have you gone through the motions in one way or another in 2012? 
Have you allowed things in such a way to allow you to be distant from the love and calling of God? Remember, you and I can't be faithful Christians in name only, Revelation 3.1. We have to be on fire for the Lord so that we truly mean it when we come together and we worship in a way that is truly from the heart. If that has been absent from your life, why not make a resolution, if you please, to change things in 2013? Allow your life to be a bubbling and boiling and powerful beacon for that which is truthful and good so that others can appreciate the true sense of deep-seated love you have in your life. Jesus gave all of Himself for you and me. Ought we not give ourselves for Him? He did say in Luke 9 verse 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. As we think about that charge for the coming year, let's use it to summarize the lesson in the following way. We've looked back briefly in the lesson this morning, but we've used a fair amount of the time to look forward, and that's the title of the lesson. As you and I look forward, let us use the coming year and all the way to be a faithful, dedicated, devoted servant to the God of heaven. For only in eternity will that mean anything. If we could be of assistance to any person in the audience today, it may be that you have not yet named the sweet name of Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you have looked on all the blessings He's given you and you've taken them for granted. Why not today become a member of the body of Christ? That's accomplished as you believe Jesus to be the Son of God. Repent of the sins in your life. Confess the name of Jesus as the Son of God and be baptized. If you have fulfilled those activities at one point in life. But at this moment, you know that things are not well with your soul. You know that things are amiss. The love for the truth, the love for God is not burning within you. Come to back to Jesus today. Remember the prodigal son did come home. There was a while he spent in the far distant recesses of the far country, but he did come to his senses and he did come home. Luke 15 verses 24 and following. Today, won't you come home too if that's the need of your life? We'd be happy to pray for you and with you. If we could be of assistance in either of those ways for anybody in the audience today, don't delay, but come now while together we stand and while we sing.